0: In the last couple of months, it's been in the news that CNN executives have been asked to leave and have disappeared from the landscape of media because of indiscretions in their lives. This is no surprise. For when a lifetime is spent lying to the people, deceiving the people, and coercing the people to try and get them to believe that what they're saying is the truth, but is really just a propaganda machine for the socialist left. These sins will eventually find you out. Hello everybody and welcome to The Tangled Angle. I'm Janice Christensen and here we address the tangled angles of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. I am a news junkie with a passion and interest in government politics and American history, and I spent 16 years in the halls of the Washington State Legislature supporting my husband, Dan Christensen, who was elected to the House of Representatives from 2003 to 2018. Now with this podcast, I'm able to share and discuss what I've learned and experienced, along with some historical context of where we are on the timeline of history. was a girl in the 1960s and the 1970s. My parents had the TV on regularly every night for the six o'clock news with Walter Cronkite. He was the font of all knowledge, and we all sat dutifully in front of our TV set every night and watched this man spout the daily news and what, at that time, we thought was the facts and truth of the day. No one questioned what he said, and we ran on the assumption that what he was telling others was based on fact and truth and I believe largely here and there it was but communication was slow compared to today and unless we read it in the newspaper that we could buy each day in the newsstands or was delivered by the paper boy by being flung into our driveways or watch the news each night on tv at 6 p.m. we really didn't know what was going on in the world There was no way to find out what was going on in the mid-morning or the midday or afternoon. We had to wait until the 5 o'clock local news and the 6 o'clock national news to hear Walter Cronkite, David Brinkley, and others what we were going to know about the nation and the world. ABC, NBC, and CBS were our three main news choices. These news agencies were the only ones with cameras for images in real time and able to make short videos. I remember when my kids were young in the 90s, we got our first handheld VCR recorder that we held on our shoulders to record the childhood of our kids. The thing weighed about four pounds, and it was such a big deal that we could capture video of our children starting in the 1990s. And now each person could carry his or her own video camera. And this was amazing progress to us here in America. At that time, when our kids were young, it was an argument between VHS and beta and which type of format would be went out and carried through to the day. And the VHS won out. Going further along on the weekends, my husband and I would go down to Blockbuster Video or some of the locally owned video rental stores and rent VHS tapes, which soon became DVDs to watch the movies that had come out. And this was huge progress because we didn't have to pay the extravagant $6 per person to go to the movie theater. Now we could sit at home for only $2.99 and rent a movie that had been in the theaters for a while, and we waited for a few months or up to a year until the movie came out after it would leave the theaters and be available to be rented on VHS or on DVDs. So every Friday night, we could sit and watch a movie that we had rented and make popcorn. And this was life in the 1990s and early 2000s. Eventually, handheld cameras that could record the family videos were getting smaller and smaller. And we were able to record more and more video of our families and more and more content, more and more hours. And during this time, my husband was the first elected to office in the early 2000s. And I would take a video camera to the piano recitals and Christmas concerts and sporting events and other classroom activity that my husband was missing, because he was away in the legislature, so he could see it so he could see what our kids were doing. And there was no such thing as texting him at this time to let him know what was going on in our day or a day in the life at home. (laughs) I mean, gosh, I sound old, but this was less than 20 years ago. Then in 2007, the world changed and the iPhone really exploded on the scene. This was the first year of the iPhone really becoming huge, accessible to every person. And now the iPhone was so much more than a phone. When I got my first cell phone before that, the thing was as big as a brick and battery lasted about an hour but now by 2007, the iPhone not only put a phone in every person's hand, but it's really a computer, it was a, it's also a camera, it's a video camera, and now each person's hand had access to the World Wide Web. When they first called it the World Wide Web, you would type in www.putinthewebaddress.com. You know, we were amazed that we could actually see the world through the World Wide Web. When I was a young mom and the local grocery store near our house was offering for each $25 purchase at the grocery store, you could get one volume of a 25 volume set of Funk and Wagnall's encyclopedias. And I was so proud and happy when after grocery shopping for more than a year, I had gotten the complete set of encyclopedias to be displayed in our home after our first child was born. And we would be the family that would have access to so much information because we had an encyclopedia set in our home. This was about 1988 or 1989. We wouldn't have to go to the local library to look things up that we wanted to know or borrow books we wanted to read. We could now have this beautiful encyclopedia set in our own home. And if we wanted to know anything about many histories of the world and about our nation, we simply looked it up in the encyclopedia. And I held on to that silly encyclopedia set for years. And then probably about 10 years later, I went to the Seattle Home Show in the Seattle Kingdom. And the encyclopedia booth that was at the Home Show that year was offering the encyclopedia set at a reduced rate. And they had put the entire encyclopedia set on a few DVDs. This was huge. I couldn't just believe they could fit an entire 25-volume set of an encyclopedia on a couple of DVDs. So I bought the DVDs and I took them home and I put them into my desktop computer and in full color it told me about so many things of the world and I was amazed. And this was only, gosh, 25 years ago, 23 years ago, a very short time ago. Well, All this time, and it's really hard to chart when all this was happening because it began to happen at such a quick speed, but Walter Cronkite retired and other news anchors came on, and now because of the World Wide Web, many blogs began to pop up of different news stories that you could read, and we didn't have to rely on ABC, NBC, and CBS anymore. We could read the news from many different angles, from many different people, and from many different parts of the world. We didn't have to wait till 6 o'clock and the evening news. We could do it any time of the day or night. We could watch the news, read the news, and see what was going on in the world morning, noon, and night. There was no longer any need to trust just one news agency to give us the news. It happened so slowly and gradually during this time, but we began to see the slant that these mainstream news networks had given us. We began to see the single lens at which Walter Cronkite and others fed us the news, the single channel, the single viewpoint, the single perspective, at which ABC, NBC, and CBS fed America. And we began to realize that there was a whole lot more going on out there than one man, one news agency could tell us. And we began to realize how slanted Walter Cronkite was and how left he was. He was the weeknight anchorman for the CBS Evening News for 19 years. And during the 1960s and 1970s, he was often cited as the most trusted man in America, after being so named in a in an opinion poll during that time. But this is how CBS News and the others helped usher in the leftist propaganda that we were all fed during the 1960s and 1970s, and it wasn't till 15, 20 years later when we had alternative news sources and something to compare it to. Once the World Wide Web opened up, and it's hard to exactly pin down when this began to happen, and when our nation started to drift from the Constitution towards leftism, but it was a slow drift through those years. And we began to realize there's a whole lot more going on out there than one man or one news agency could tell us. Through the 1960s and 1970s, when these news agencies were reporting to us, the Vietnam War was raging, the Vietnam War protests were happening across the country, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, the first man landed on the moon, and the Boeing 747 made its first commercial passenger trip to London. I mean, the world was opening up quickly. Now when the World Wide Web started to come into play, we realized that these trusted news agencies that we thought were telling us the truth based on facts was really giving us a leftist viewpoint because they had the monopoly on cameras, on video equipment, on microphones, in which to record and broadcast what was happening in, in the world. Then in the mid to late 2000s and then 2011, 2012, along in there, there was a huge explosion of bloggers news and opinion websites, alternative news sources, and amazing videos. Early on, it was the Drudge Report that we all went to, and Rush Limbaugh was starting to his radio career in the 1970s. And interestingly enough, in the 1970s, Rush at one point was actually fired for being too controversial as a news commentator, because he was breaking out of the box, he was breaking out of the leftist narrative, And by 1988, his Rush Limbaugh show became nationally syndicated out of New York City by the, interestingly enough, ABC Radio Network. And it really became a main staple for the news because it was so different than everything else we were hearing in the mainstream media. And his show really gained traction as a radio show, giving us an alternative view of the news. And then more of us began to realize that the mainstream media of the 60s and 70s and 80s was really the leftist machine that pumped into American life an ideological anti-constitutional viewpoint, driving the nation leftward and driving us away from the Constitution and driving us towards socialism and communism. But we didn't realize this early on because on the six o'clock news, we just trusted what they said. We had nothing else to compare it to. So yes, when the World Wide Web was ushered in the, the, in the 2000s, many people didn't like it because along with it came a lot of you know, trivia and mindless, mind-numbing things and a lot of garbage, a lot of time-wasting stuff to look at and all sorts of silliness and distractions and so on. But along with this came, with the World Wide Web, the ability to find the truth and to say the truth. Now, almost everybody holds a video camera. Almost everybody has a microphone. And anyone can have a website or a YouTube channel, a Rumble channel, and a podcast. We are now drowning in information in our country. And so much of it is pointless garbage and just pointless dribble. But most importantly, the incredible blessing that the World Wide Web has brought to us Because now this is how people can really know the truth. We can weigh in with what we hear by other disagreeing or dissenting voices. These alternative news agencies can weigh in on what they hear with their own experience of the truth. And we don't have to follow the big three networks anymore. The mainstream media has been discovered for what it really is. The leftist propaganda machine that's been at work in our country really starting, I would say, probably in the 1970s, or maybe longer. And in the last couple months, it's been in the news that the CNN executives have been asked to leave and have disappeared from the landscape of media, because of indiscretions in their lives. This is no surprise. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, when you spend a lifetime lying to the people you're eventually going to be found out for what you truly are because there's so many alternative news sources out there. We have something to compare it to. It's no surprise these people have been found out. We're a sum total of our lifestyle choices. And the daily hourly choices that each one of us is making in our lives is no surprise that those who are the hardest left are now ending their careers in disgrace. Which brings me to my point, the mainstream media is dying because there are thousands of reputable truth-telling news groups out there, and both using the written word on the internet and the spoken word through blogs and podcasts and videos on many platforms. And now anyone can buy a microphone and a camera and have a platform to say whatever they want to say. And if someone would have told me when I was a young girl, you know, when I was out feeding the chickens and taking care of the rabbits and mowing the lawn on our rural acreage in Pierce County in the 1970s, that I would one day have a podcast to be able to speak to literally anyone around the world so easily and cheaply, I would not have believed them. But more than that, I wouldn't not even be able to understand or conceive what they were saying to me. I could have never conceived of this. I would have had no idea what was being said and no way to comprehend it. You know, the World Wide Web and podcasts, what? The ordinary citizen can say anything? Because the family telephone that hung on our kitchen wall would now have to be held in my hand. And it would have a little screen, like it act like a TV screening. And this device would allow me to see images from around the world. And that I could talk to anyone in the world cheaply and instantly, that i have my own computer that I could hold a movie camera in my hand. This was all completely inconceivable when I was a girl. So yeah, I think the mainstream media is on its dying breath. Thank the Lord. These propagators and spreaders of audible pollution, I'll call it, have taken our country down a very dark road for 60 years. The universities have trained our children to hate America, and the media has taught us so many lies. How are we going to unravel it all to get to the truth? Well, I tried to cover that in podcast number 11 titled, Where Do You Get Your News and How Do You Know It's the Truth? And I think there's a lot of excellent news sources today where you can find the truth and many good podcasts where you can get truthful information from the truth tellers in our nation. I tried to get some accurate figures on this because I was really curious about how the World Wide Web has really affected us as a country Some of the statistics I found is that there's estimated over 600 million blogs in the world. And as of 2022, there are more than 51 million YouTube channels out there. There are at least 2.7 million podcasts and 125.7 million podcast episodes in the world. This is mind blowing. There are 56 million active accounts on Twitter, and there are 330 million monthly active users and 145 million daily users on Twitter. And a total of 1.3 billion Twitter accounts have been created, which is mind-blowing, because there's only 330 or 340 million people in the United States. So obviously, Twitter has much bigger Following outside of the US, and 500 million people visit the Twitter site each month. And then I turn to the iPhone, and Apple says this was according to their first quarter 2021 earnings data that there are now over 1 billion iPhones in active use on the globe, and 1.6 billion Apple devices in active use overall. So obviously Apple's business, the United States of America is a very small part of their business. So I'd like to add a bit of commentary here that Lately in the news, Joe Rogan has been in the news because Spotify has removed some of his episodes and what he said on his podcast with Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Malone have really been earth shattering when it comes to the COVID virus. And Twitter has recently gotten rid of a lot of Twitter users, followers, and Facebook has censored people and kicked them off the platform and many other platforms have been created. And there's been a really big concern about media censorship and free speech still alive in America. And is free speech being threatened? Is free speech being censored and squelched? Well, yes, it is. In these individual cases that I've cited, yes, it is. It's yes, this has happened. And The left and the mainstream media and some of these big, huge media platforms have tried to cancel people, and they have. I mean, Twitter got rid of the President of the United States. That's just unheard of. However, I think this is the best time ever, because there's so many alternatives. There's so many other platforms popping up. There's so many other podcasts popping up. And if you want to know the truth, it is really easy to find about what is truly going on out there. And we don't have to rely on a few sources anymore. So I think, yes, that the situations that happen with some of the things I just said are very concerning. On the other hand, when every person can hold a microphone and every person can hold a video camera, it's very hard for anybody or any government or any entity to squelch what is truly happening. I get a lot of my news away from the mainstream media, of course. I've said that before many times on my podcast. And on Telegram and Getter and some other platforms, you can find out what's really going on. And there's no secrets. This is a wonderful thing for America. This is a wonderful thing for our country. And this is a wonderful thing for the world because there aren't a chosen few people controlling the narrative anymore. All this to say we no longer have to rely on the big three networks to figure out what's going on in the world. The mainstream is dying and this is a very good thing. We have the choice now to tune our ears to the truth and to focus our eyes on what is right. Thank you to the World Wide Web. There's a really good proverb in the Bible that would sum this up so well. Proverbs 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. I'd love to hear from you. Please give me some feedback and let me know what you think. You can find me on Facebook at Janice Christensen and on Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram at Janice Christ. J-A-N-I-S-K-R-I-S-T.